This is the BBC. Hello. Oh, good gracious, it's you again. Well, what is it this week? Well, you know, you know, you say this is a BBC. Yeah. How do you know it is? Well, it's written down on this script. No, you don't want to believe everything you see in the script. You're a lot of lies. I mean, you can't go Look, on that. Look, I'm not a bit interested in the scripts. Well, neither am I, really, but the money's good, isn't it? I mean, that's why I don't need repeats, do they reckon? Oh, you know, dear. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever happens during the next 30 minutes will certainly be beyond our kill. Among those taking part are Beulah Stukley, Sutherland Fitzroy Prim, the Honourable Amelia Working Fitzmolton, Harry Rabinowitz... Oh, but that's not a real name. <laughs> Mervyn Linseed, R.A., Lance Corporal Herbert Potts, and, of course, Mr. Kenneth Horn, who prefers to remain anonymous. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kenneth Horn. Hello, good evening, and first of all, here's a special message to all golfers. See ya. Well, now, tonight I was going to talk to you about the Colorado beetle problem, but since the Colorado beetle has no problems, except with other Colorado beetles, <laughs> let me instead tell you about some of the things that happened to me last week. On Monday, I went down to Henley-on-Thames for the Association of Misers and Skinflints Water Carnival and Regatta. Unfortunately, it had to be cancelled because none of the members was prepared to push the boat out. <laughs> And so I popped along to the British Tire Manufacturer's annual blower. <laughs> Left me feeling rather tired. However, on, on Tuesday, I enjoyed an afternoon of Shakespeare at the new open-air theatre in Tufnell Park, where they are doing Julius Caesar in traditional Roman dress, if wet in gumboots and sou'westers. <laughs> On Thursday, I paid a visit to the Amnesty Roof to meet some meteorologists, or as they are sometimes called, liars. <laughs> I spoke to one prominent weather forecaster who's been forecasting prominent weather for many years, and he told me exactly how it was done. Apparently, every morning they send up a balloon to which is attached a pail, or to give it its technical designation, a little bucket. <laughs> And if it comes back with water in, they know it's been raining. <laughs> Friday, Friday, I think, was my busiest day. In the morning, my first call was to my barber's for a short back and, oh, dear, you have let it go, sir. <laughs> anyway, he was in his usual jocular mood. <laughs> And then this actress turned to the producer and said, No, it's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> you can use that one if you like. Of course, you'd have to clean it up a bit. Give it a shampoo, you might say. Yes, you might. If you were feeling a bit off colour. <laughs> oh, I say, sir, you've got a mole on your neck. Have I really? Yes, you have. Go on, shoot, get up. Go on. Good. <laughs> They, uh, they come in from the river, you know, sir. <laughs> oh, well, there we are, sir. No, that's a pot of brilliant tea, sir. No, thank you. A little spray, sir. No, thank you. How about a little French polish, sir? No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, anything else you wanted, sir? All right for razor blades, toothpaste, shaving cream? No, thank you. 
Good gracious, look at the time on this fly. Wings, sir? <laughs> I shall have to hurry. I'll be late for my singing lesson. You certainly don't need singing lessons. No, well, can I? I just like to keep in trim. Well, I'll give you the address of my bar. Um, by the way, what are you going to sing on the show this week? A song from Expresso Bond. It's called I Am. Well, go on. Sing it for me now, Pat. All right. Yesterday's life was an unpaid laundry bill. Tattered billboard and yesterday's Suddenly there are flowers on the windows. I could sing like a lark in high five. Ring up the curtain. I'm almost certain. I, I think I am. I feel I am. In fact, I'm almost sure I am. again and suddenly I'm way up high I know at last that I I am I am in See you on Tuesday. Goodbye. Well, Professor, we better get on with my lesson. All right, Mr. Holmes, here is your cotton wool. Thank you.
Mr. Horn, why must you persist this is thinking? Isn't there already enough trouble in the world? <laughs> I'll have you know I'm quite highly regarded in musical and artistic circles. In fact, this very evening I've been invited to a little soiree. There'll be verse reading, a spot of music, and afterwards they're serving food and drink. It's a sort of uh, soiree with a binge on top. <laughs> Oh, dear, I'm sorry about that. Come on. <laughs> now, where did I put that invitation? Ah, here it is. Mrs. Olga Cremorne requests the pleasure of Mr. Kenneth Holmes' company at a meeting of the Muswell Hill Cosmopolitan Society of Musical Appreciation, verse reading, dramatic recitative, and billiards. <laughs> Flat 3A, Curl You Mansions at 7, P.S. Please bring a bottle. It gets rather chilly at this time of year. Well, I must say I'm looking forward to an evening of music and culture. Sounds as if it might be rather unusual. Ah, here we are. Curl you mentioned. I'll just ring the doorbell. Come on. No, I'm the butler. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, does Mrs. Olga come on live here? Next door. <laughs> oh, it must be here then. How nice of you to come. Just leave your shooting stick and plastic mac in the hall. <laughs> if you can find room. But I'm afraid it's terribly crowded with all this furniture. As a matter of fact, my friends call me the hostess with the mostest in the hall. <laughs> well, now, now, everyone's in there. Oh, I wonder if you'd mind taking this tray of cocktail snacks in for me. Certainly, I'll be delighted. I say, everyone, grub up! <laughs> oh, terrible. I don't know who you are, sir, but I think it's a positive disgrace to burst in like that in the middle of the exquisite leg of Miss Hopflitz and her ensemble. We must at all costs preserve the refined and dignified atmosphere of this select gathering. You come charging in here with a trail of food. Hand <laughs> <laughs> up, the Benjamin. You stab my hand with a sausage stick. Now, what you doing with that food? Oh, you do love a girl. Here, leave some for me. Oh, this tastes a bit peculiar. Madam, you're eating my carnation. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see you haven't wasted anything. Oh, Who's for this last sausage roll? No. 
delicious. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you two are getting to know each other. Oh, incidentally, Mr. Horn, this is Mr. Humphrey Borum's sister. Now, how'd you do? Yes, you're Kenneth Horn, are you? Well, on your radio show last week, I must say I found it dull, insipid, inordinately unfunny, and completely lacking in good taste. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> what exactly do you do? I, sir, am a poet. Yes? Yes, I specialize in poems on London. Much of my work has been written about the town. About time they washed some of it off. Quiet, everyone, quiet, quiet. Now we're going to be entertained by Miss Marjorie Hockflitch herself with a delightful cello solo. Oh, Miss, excuse me, Miss, uh, would you care to dance? Well, I'd love to, but I'm afraid I can't. Not while I'm playing the cello. <laughs> Mr. Horn, Mr. Horn, why don't you sit down? What a good idea. I can't see anywhere to sit. Oh, yes, yes, there is. Look, look here behind you. This contemporary wicker work chair. It's the latest thing, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, you know, I thought it was a dog basket. How silly of me. Well, I'll just... Uh, I'll just... Oh. oh, you're right, you're right. It is the dog basket. Oh, come along, Pinky. Pinky, dear, Pinky. Let go of the gentleman's leg, Pinky. Oh, dear, you see, he's a playful little fellow. Oh, yes, come along, Pinky Pooh. Time for walkie pools. Come along now. Come along. Oh, off you go. Oh, oh good evening, madam. Are you the owner of car number 309 GMC? No, no, I, I expected one of my guests. Oh, do come in. Quiet, everyone. I'm looking for the owner of car number 309 GMC. Oh, that's mine, officer. The coupe, sir. Yes. With the coffee and cream bodywork. That's right. And the dusty pink seat covers. Yes. Simply heaven. Yes. <laughs> Wherever did you get them? I just adore that Cusa poster. Oh, the whole thing's quite a picture. Oh. oh, do you really think so? Oh, yes. But if I may venture to criticise, there's just one little thing wrong. Oh, really? What's that? You forgot to leave the lights on. Oh, oh I'm terribly sorry, Constable. Well, I hope it won't happen again, because the lights may cut a difference from that. You've given the whole thing a sort of a glare. <laughs> Everything all right, Constable? Oh, yes, thank you, madam. I'll just get it. Oh, don't go. Don't go. Stay and join in the fun. Oh, may I? Oh, of course. Make yourself at home. You'll find the punch bowl over there. Oh, thank God. <laughs> 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 it's a bit nippy at first, but it's lovely once you're in. <laughs> a big surprise for you. Elton Croft will sing some of his folk songs. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, here are just a few of the many old English folk songs that I have collected from such eminent authorities as Alan Lomax, Cecil Sharp and Benny Hill. And I'd like you all to join in on the Fol Lol Lars. Right, here we go. Said Adam to Eve in the garden of old, tis like a taste of heaven. 
The fun begins at half past eight and leaves off at eleven with a full and a lol and a la 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 and a hey down merry down day. The cotton mill workers were oppressed. Their lives were filled with gloom, for they had to raise their hands on high if they wanted to leave the loom. <laughs> With a fall and a lull and a la, 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 and a hey down merry Shh, shh, quiet everybody, please. Oh, there it is again. Everybody round the table. Is there anybody there? Yes. Who are you? Bert Comstike. Have you a message yes. for us? Yes. What is it then? Built up. <laughs> trying to get to sleep up here. I'm not working. How can you do it? It's the man upstairs. He's always complaining. Oh, never mind. Never mind. On with the party. Well, I think it's high time I contributed something to this evening's entertainment. I happen to have brought my tennis saxophone with me, and I'd like to play it for you now. First, may I give you a night on, on the Bear Mountain by Tsubulka? <laughs> Well, uh, good night, Mrs. Cremorne. I think I'd be going now. Sorry to rush off. I've just remembered I've left the kettle on. Good night. Mustache now. Great fun. See you again soon. Good night. It's been wonderful. Punch was absolutely delicious. Good night. Good night. <laughs> thing. Everybody seems to have gone suddenly. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. There's one person left. Obviously, he's the only real music lover in the whole crowd. I, I say, sir, I do hope you enjoyed my little offering. Hey, hey, what did you say? I can't hear a word of change. Speak up on you, man. It's a little bit hard of hearing. Speak up, young man. <laughs> There you are. If that's a musical circle, then I'm glad I'm a square. <laughs> but not too much of a square to enjoy the music of the Malcolm Mitchell trio as they play The Lonesome Traveler. Traveling, traveling, I've been a traveling on. I am a lonesome Well, I traveled in the mountain, traveled down in the valley. Well, I 
Kenneth Horne and his team of investigators will bring you a factual report on topics of immediate interest. And tonight, we present a close-up on art. Do we really understand it? Well, this, this painting quite beyond me. I, I just don't know what it's supposed to be at all. I mean, it looks like one terrible hodgepodge of messy colours. Oh, dear, dear. Imagine waking up one morning and finding that staring at you in the face. What a ghastly picture. That was the man who painted it. <laughs> yes, art is a confusing subject, but even if we can't understand it, there's no stopping our thirst for knowledge. Just go along to any of our leading art galleries and see for yourself the eager throng of true art lovers. And over here we have a selection of old masters. Quite superb, magnificent. Look at this one here. Isn't that exquisite? The Mona Lisa. Magnificent, Mona Lisa. Mona's no, no. the right name for her. Look at her, eh? Oh, look at her. Picture of misery, isn't yeah. That's what you look like when I come home late at night. <laughs> now, of course, this is only a reproduction. The original is in the Louvre. This place for it, if you ask me. Well, I mean to say, I mean, they appreciate that sort of thing in Paris. Uh, now, this one here is a Renoir. Is it? Looks like a woman in a feather hat to me. <laughs> Renoir was the artist who knows he specialised in his gaily dressed Parisian women. Did he? <laughs> well, he's a bit of a lad, him, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> eh? Now, this one's much more my cup of tea. Very lifelike, I must say. Two lovers snogging on a park bench. You are looking out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dozy me. <laughs> that brings us to the end of our conducted tour. Thank you so much. It's been delightful. Sure. Uh, uh, of course, it is usual. It is customary to... Uh, oh. Oh, 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 yes, yes, sorry. Oh. Uh, there you are, then. Uh, Many thanks. Turn on. Thank you, sir. I haven't seen one of these little silver thruppity bits since before the war. <laughs> Yes, well, I've enjoyed going round with you, too, and uh, I'd like you to accept this. Ah, thank you, sir. Not at all. I, I say it must be pretty awful for you to have to cope with people like that. Oh, no, sir. It's not every day we are honoured by a visit from Sir Gerald and Lady Kelly. <laughs> 
Well, now we turn to the artists themselves, for whenever artists meet, you can be sure of a lively and stimulating conversation on art. Let us now listen to two such artists as they discuss their work. Well, Rodney, what do you think of it? Charles, I think it's superb. <laughs> Yes. You do read it. Such depth and perception. <laughs> and you, you managed to catch the full inner significance of your subject. I particularly like the delicate undertones, the powerful imposter, the fusion of neorealism with the first impression of feeling. <laughs> I'm terribly glad you like it. Like it? My dear Charles, I think it's quite the best thing you've ever done. And I do sincerely hope it doesn't rain. Get washed off the pavement. <laughs> now we're going to have a look at another aspect of this fascinating subject, and one that rather appeals to me. Artists' models. A lot of words are busy about that. Yes, sir. <laughs> We mustn't forget the debt the painter owes to those hard-working girls who spend many long hours, well, how shall I put it, sir? Uh, sitting pretty. <laughs> oh, dear, wash it off the pavement. I like that. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's take a quick peep inside a studio in Chelsea. Oh, oh a bigger one. <laughs> Yes, the world of art has many facets, but of course, to get the real atmosphere of that bohemian life on which the true artist thrives, one has to go to Paris. So I went. Ah, how nice it is to be in Paris again. I'll just sit down here at this sidewalk cafe and have a glass of wine. Shocking service here. Waiter! Oh, how silly of me. Um, Garçon! I say you! You and me, monsieur? Yes, I've been sitting out here at this table for ages. You call this a sidewalk cafe? Certainly not, monsieur. This is our furniture. We have been evicted. <laughs> oh. Oh, bad luck. It must be a French prime minister. <laughs> Ah, here we are, Montmartre, the artist's quarter, the home of surrealist painting. Monsieur, a word in your eye. Ah, modern painter. Oui, <laughs> monsieur, please take a look at my latest painting. I'm most unhappy about it. Oh, what seems, what seems to be the trouble? It is the nose, monsieur. I'm terribly worried about the nose. Oh, why don't you just change it? Change it? I cannot find it. <laughs> Yes, this is the Montmartre of today. A rather different one from the Montmartre of the 90s, gay, vital, and outrageous. I can see it all now. Hello, Marie. I haven't seen you for some time. Eh? Well, I have been out of town posing for Renoir. Ah, uh, now, there is a real gentleman, uh, different from that Van Gogh. He is a peasant. Ah, but it is nice to see you again, Yvette. And you know something? This is my first visit to the Mulan Rouge. Oh, how do you like it, eh? Oh, it is marvelous. It is so gay and exciting and... Ooh, what is that under the table? Don't worry, Cherie. It is only Toulouse-Lautrec. <laughs> Yes, Paris was and still is the mecca of art. 
And a real art lover can always find something to interest him wherever he looks. You know, postcards, lovely no, postcards. No, no, no. Here's one here. No. Here, look at this one. No. Here. Oh, that's that's one, that one is rather nice. Yes, I think. Goodbye for now and leaving you with this thought. If a man keeps 500 pounds under his pillow, is it enough to retire on? Good night. <laughs> You might have been listening to, or have just missed, Beyond Our Ken, a sort of recorded radio show which gave employment to Kenneth Horne and also to Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, Ron Moody, Patricia Lancaster, the Malcolm Mitchell Trio, and the BBC Review Orchestra, conducted by Harry Rabinowitz. The script, believe it or not, was written, and letters of complaint should be sent to Eric Merriman and Barry Took. However, the owners must inevitably fall on our producer, Jake's Brown. <laughs>